You're listening to Reality Check, Sci-Fi London's podcast about science fiction in various media. I'm Alex Fitch, and in this episode you're going to hear a pair of Q&As that were recorded on stage at the last couple of Sci-Fi London film festivals. Later in the show, in a conversation recorded at the Ritzy Cinema in Brixton, you'll hear a discussion I had on stage with the cast of Super Bob, a new British comedy superhero film featuring Catherine Tate and a host of homegrown talent. Before that, here's the interview I recorded with the director of a new British-Canadian sci-fi film, SOS Save Our Skins, which tells the tale of a couple of hapless Brits on holiday in America who wake up one morning to find out that most of the human race is missing and the Earth is in the middle of an alien invasion. Produced by Steve Coogan and Henry Normal's production company Baby Cow, Save Our Skins excellently straddles the divide between comedy, thriller and sci-fi paranoia, and this straddling of various genres is something that I'm discussing now with the director and members of the cast. This is SOS. We don't know what's happened, but everybody has disappeared. There are no people, no police. There's nobody. Anyone can see this message, please. Get in touch. Stop eating that ham! Whoa. Can't start looting. You're not crazy, are you? What is happening? It's just that some of the people we've met lately have been Run! very crazy. Now, are we the last men left alive on Earth? And if so, are you part of a colony of women? <laughs> please don't take my skin off. That's good. Where are the people? Don't worry my chances, she's really fit. She's in a straight jacket. Not totally. Thinking of like the back catalogue of uh, Baby Cow Productions, um, there's been the odd flirtation with fantasy with things like Mighty Boosh and uh, Doctor Terrible, but this feels like the, full, the first full-on sci-fi uh, that has been done as a Baby Cow production. Um, could you tell me a little about you know, how you pitched this film, how you got the funding? Can you answer most of the questions? Sure, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but we didn't. Um, Baby Cow came on board a little right. while into the process. Okay. Uh, we pitched it a few years ago. And, um, and then they, they came on board and Henry Normal, our producer, uh, exec producer on it, uh, started giving us script notes and kind of mm. made it better because it wasn't that good at the earlier stage. So, uh, so Baby Cow did a brilliant job of um, turning something that was like a three-star film into what I like to think is a three-and-a-half-star film. So. <laughs> I think four. Four, whoa, yeah, okay. Good <laughs> it, was like a long, it was a long process that like we pitched it about I know, four years ago at the mm. Montreal Comedy Festival. And then, yeah, it's just a really long we process. Sh- we shot a trailer with Al Campbell, who's sitting up there somewhere. Yeah, it was uh, all because of him, producing, and, and because of Al, he got it, he got it rolling, and then he got fired off the actual real project. <laughs> oh, no. He, he wasn't allowed, yeah, wasn't allowed didn't, to Didn't allow him to be a part of the actual real thing. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry, Al. <laughs> um, for a, a low-budget British-Canadian co-production, um, it looks amazing, and particularly the, the, the scenes of abandoned New York. Um, Obviously, you know, you shot those presumably at five o'clock in the morning, but even then, to actually have streets closed off uh, for the shoot. No one closed any streets off. That was, no, really? that was illegal, what we were doing there. There, was no, there were no permits. We weren't so telling we weren't supposed to be doing that. Um, and it was hazardous. There were cars. Yeah, we had uh, about like 10 seconds of time to shoot on some of these streets. Wow. Yeah. And you could see cars and trucks coming towards you. So you have to kind of pretend that there's nothing there and then just oh, run digitally yeah. yeah. away. No, not even digitally removed, we just had to run. Like, never, <laughs> no, we were just yeah. like crossing the road when the lights went red 
It was actually had, terrifying. Like, yeah, it was, it was horrible. Terrifying. Yeah, it was really... <laughs> It was unpleasant. Well, it was completely convincing. <laughs> Great. I mean, presumably you guys are fans of uh, some of the end of the world movies that were name checked in the film, like I Am Legend and War of the Worlds, but. Nope. nope. Pretty sucky. If, if only something to react against. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, like the, we like the genre, but maybe yeah. not those specifics. Yeah, I mean, we're not being, we don't think we're any better, but, we're, but we just, um, you know, we just wanted to do our own kind of spin on the whole thing. Mm. I mean, I don't like, you know, when, people, when films come out and people are like, oh, well, that's been done in a film. I don't mind if it's a good thing that's been done in a film. I don't mind seeing a new way of doing it. So mm. uh, if you're being compared to films that have already done a thing and as long as you're doing something a bit different, then I think that's justifiable, which is why I can live with doing that. Yeah. after Iron Legend already exists. <laughs> I mean, this does seem to be a bit of a golden age for British sci-fi comedy. We've had um, World's End, Attack the Block uh, in the last couple of years. Do you think there's something very zeitgeisty about it? About those films? Yeah, I don't know about us. <laughs> uh, we're just kind of trailing behind, I guess. What do you think, Chris? Um, yeah, yeah. Chris thinks, yes, zeitgeisty. We're just joining in. Just joining in. Yeah. Trying to have a bit of fun. Just joining in. <laughs> We're kind of stupid like those guys. Yeah, in the film. yeah. No acting required, really. No. How much of the dialogue was improvised and how much was it written in advance? It was pretty much all written. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. Because when you're shooting on a super low budget, um, you don't, we only had like two, three takes per scene, like, okay. which is why some of it may, may have been a bit wooden. But, uh, but you really, we didn't have that many opportunities. You know, we, it was a 20 day shoot, uh, there's a lot of locations, a lot of. Uh, mm. Like you know, running around and and, and they were, I mean, everyone was great. It was a forty-strong crew, and everyone was brilliant. And it was mm. you couldn't have gone any better. But we were still up against time all the time. So, so improvising was was okay. an option. Just because it felt naturalistic at times, you know, the relationships. Um, just on we screen. know each other too well. Yeah. <laughs> also, we're not very good at improvising, so yeah, there's that we too. We couldn't risk that. Yeah, we, that was not a risk. We, we could <laughs> Always would've been like this. Yeah, <laughs> just, kind of, just quiet. Yeah. <laughs> Bumbling. Yeah. So t taking, um, taking us back to that pitch at the Montreal Comedy Festival, was it that you were doing um, a show there and were talking to anyone who was eager to listen about your low-budget No, budget no, our agent, stuff? Jeanette, she managed to get us in on a uh, programme. Hey, Jeanette. Uh, uh, she got us in on a, a thing where we had a chance to pitch it in front of a, uh, like an industry panel, mm. in front of an audience. But we didn't want to go out there empty-handed, so we shot this trailer with Al uh, and made it look kind of good um, mm. and... Um, and, and spent a bit of time doing that so that we had something to back us up because well, actually I was incredibly hungover when we pitched it I, I'd, I'd had one hour's sleep and I was a bit nervous in fact yeah, you were on fire you did very yeah well. I did really well considering um, but it, it, was, it, was, it was touch and go um, yeah we shouldn't really be here this should not <laughs> but they liked your idea Apparently, of yeah. a four guys a cannibal and a crazy woman uh, left Apparently behind that sounds. Does anyone in the audience uh, have any questions uh, for the writers? Thanks, Alex. You might have to shout, Dave. <laughs> Hold the button down. Hello? Just say it. Okay, we can hear you from here. <laughs> no, you'll just have to shout, Dave. I can probably shout it anyway. Um, I picked up the credits for the Toronto city of Toronto, and because I like I like locations and things. And also the Niagara Falls Comic Con. That sort of answers two of those questions. Um, presumably, Toronto substituted for New York. Um, some of it did. We did have a few days shooting in New York to get a few of those exteriors, but but then everything else, yeah, we had to go to Toronto where we actually had permits and it's easier to get clearance. And it's Toronto. you know, yeah, it's cheaper. And although we did, we almost didn't get let in Canada. I thought America would be hard to get in. Like the US would be hard. 
they let us in and we, and we snuck around filming, but then Canada almost sent us home, but we luckily um, fought back and, and got to make it. I thought most sci-fi was shot in Canada. I, thought I think most, it. yeah, I think <laughs> they do, yeah, they do look, but they don't necessarily like British people doing it. Ah. So. And the last, the final question was, what was the length of the shoot from the very first scatterboard to wrap? Ooh, uh, 20, 20, 25 days, I think. Um, it was very compressed. We had two days off during that time, and they were like 16-hour days, so it was quite intense. And you, um, went, you went home early? I went home for my wife, Susie. Hi, Susie. I was like uh, for her birthday, um, and Chris had to stay there while I went home and snuck off. I did off the extra work. And did all the extra work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it was about, yeah, about five weeks, I think, all in all. Yeah. Mm. Any other questions? Stick your hand up. Uh, in the middle. <laughs> oh, uh, you'll have to shout, sorry. You can oh. shout and then we'll um, answer. answer the, <laughs> the question. Or, let, me, let me give you that one. Okay. There's another one behind you. How, how did you get Peter, I can never pronounce his last name, involved? Peter Serafinovich. Very good question. And, and a cheeky question. Go for it. Was he paid? Uh, he was paid. <laughs> uh, but uh, we've worked with Peter before and uh, we've... Um, over the years on sketch shows and, and things like that so it was kind of a calling him, calling him up and asking a favour which he was happy to do but he did also get paid and he was amazing he did it like half an hour yeah yeah it was incredible yeah you wouldn't he was a pro yeah <laughs> I was wondering with your sketch shows they'll, they'll have a thing you um, can ask us later because most people here know us <laughs> <laughs> it's like a weird like this is your life yeah, yeah. <laughs> Had you done many sci-fi sketches in comedy shows before? Uh, a couple here and there, yeah. We did one, uh, in fact, with Al, who did the trailer for that, and James, uh, Serafinovich, Peter's brother, um, who was there as well. And we did one called The Photocopier a few years ago, and that went into a couple of like, short film festivals. Mm. And, um, and that kind of gave us a taste for it, of like, you know, managing to create a story that might have a little bit of you know, magical craziness in it, but with no money. Um, mm. And although that did cost some money, although I don't quite know how much it did cost, um, but it can be done. You can kind of, you know, um, we, we learn that you can do it, mm. but it, it's difficult. I mean, you know, it strikes me as a film that really will find its audience. I mean, it, you I know, so. in, <laughs> in terms of, you know, British comedy, sci-fi, you know, uh, absurdity and all that. I mean, if you were to give people any advice, you know, to try and get into a similar situation to find the right people to talk to, to pitch a film, would you start off with shorts and, you know, shop them around? Um just write for like about 20 years <laughs> and uh, yeah just prepare yourself for like loads of rejection and then maybe ultimately you'll get to make a short film <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's my advice that's good advice <laughs> keep on plugging away yeah just plug away guys <laughs> brilliant thank you very much thank you thank, thank you everyone thanks. for coming SOS Save Our Skins is yet to be released on DVD or Blu-ray. However, if you live in America, you can watch the entire movie in installments on YouTube. Or in the UK, you can stream the film by going to tinyurl.com stroke save our skins. Next, here's my interview with the cast and crew of the new British comedy superhero film Superbob. In this excellent tongue-in-cheek British vigilante movie... A down-at-heel superhero who's very good at rescuing cats from trees, but not so great in his personal life. The titular Bob, played by Brett Goldstein, tries to juggle work as a licensed superhero working for the British government, with its representative played by Catherine Tate, 
and his interactions with the community in Brixton and other parts of the world. The Q&A you are about to hear was recorded in the large echo chamber of the Ritzy Cinema in Brixton, so you'll have to forgive the background noise, but it is my great pleasure to be joined by director John Drever, stars Brett Goldstein, Laura Haddock, Catherine Tate and others at the British premiere of the movie. The meteor has struck in Peckham. Increasing number of reports. The UK government. More witnesses are coming forward. There may be a leg in the fire. A super probe for the real world. We feel that perhaps the public doesn't know the real Bob. Does get lonely sometimes. Bobby's just a regular guy who can fly. But today, I have a date. I've just got to be myself, right? Not everyone has to like you. Bob, I need you to come into the office now. The American situation is spiraling. Where do I need to be? Here, for a handshake. Is that code? No, it's a handshake. What about my date? So, we have a few scenarios. American football, the normal handshake, or the hot dog. Okay, I'll do the handshake one. Uh, what a crowd. Thanks very much. Um, thanks for coming. Thanks for being so great. Um, yeah, this is Nat. Uh, you might recognise her from the film we just watched. Um, We might have to share the microphones, I think the others might be doing it. So John, um, you made that as a short film first, and then turned it into a feature. You talked a little bit about the process of that. Yeah. Yeah. She's leaving. Yeah, well, yeah, it was a three minute short, which did quite quite well, sort of, as short film. Oh, by the way, uh, are the guys who made the short film for us in tonight, are they here? That was amazing. But I just sort of wanted to say well done because that's yeah. incredible. Yeah. Um, thanks for well awesome doing thanks. Uh, thanks. There's quite a few casting crew here. I want to say thank you to. Um, there's a couple of people here from the casting crew who haven't seen it before who I want to single out, which I shouldn't do. But uh, Matthew P, who's sitting at the end, wrote the music uh, for this and did the song. Orlando is in the house as well, and he's really stuck by this for a long time. <laughs> and he directed, he's an Oscar nominated director, he directed the other film, Marina. But yeah, anyway, we made a short film and uh, we got in front of a few people, and then a long, 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 painful process later, we made that. And <laughs> <laughs> Presumably, very much script development. Yeah, <coughs> yeah, it's a terrific uh, movie, and you know there haven't been that many successful superhero comedies. You know, it's obviously quite a fine line, you know, to balance the life of the superhero and the superheroics. You know, and yeah, humorous, and it, it's something you did very well. Thank you. Well, I, I'll tell you a secret: the way to make a cheap superhero film is to set it on his day off. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but really, we yeah, we just had it. I mean, Brett wrote the script, um, uh, wrote, wrote the script, and it is. I mean, now we've got a piece, so it was a real pleasure to work with this 
that almost at the end. Mm. Um, as we've got three members of the cast here, can you talk a little about casting? Yeah, um, we've got a great cast. Well, presumably, yeah. So, yeah, we, um, I mean, Nat uh, was absolutely perfect for the role of Doris and has some Colombian family Woo! as well. And he's, uh, he's fluent uh, Spanish, so uh, it was absolutely brilliant. Um, and Catherine, we. Um, we sent the script to, and we really wanted her to be in it. She came with coffee with me and Brett, and she told me two days ago that she didn't even read the script. Reading is boring. No, the short film. I, I did it on the basis of the short film because I didn't have to read that. I just watched it. <laughs> and, um, and I and I liked it when we got on, and, and I thought that would be fun, and that's why I did it. Uh, had you had notes to play a silver servant? A silver servant. A civil servant. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but that is, uh, you know, that's very good. She, she, we improvised a lot, and actually, she even improvised her own name. So we didn't. We did that that whole bit of her on the, on the desk. We just sort of did, made it up as we went along. And I asked her a name, and she went, Teresa Maria Ford. <laughs> so I'm going stuck with that. So good, thank you for that. I made it on my cousin, and she appeared nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot of people will think of only thoughts and horses when they think of Peckham, so it's really nice that you brought the modern version of Peckham on the screen. Presumably that, that was something that was important to you. Yeah, yeah, well I, I live in Peckham, it's the longest I've ever lived anywhere, so I sort of consider it my home and my, um, my partner's family are from Peckham for generations back, and I love it. Like, I'm, I'm sort of madly in love with Peckham. It's changed a lot in the last few years, but um, I don't know, I just thought, why not? I mean, it's funny, isn't it? A superhero in Peckham. So you've sort of done, you've done half the job already. You don't. So that, that's what we did. Um, and yeah, as you were saying, uh, you'll be an actor also who wrote the script. Can you talk a little bit about that? Um, I guess you're a fan of the superhero genre. Or not at all. We had to do a comic con the other day, uh, and we were so busted. <laughs> Because we like superhero films, but I don't know enough. And people asked us questions, and I was like, Batman? That was all. <laughs> and they looked so disappointed, and, they, and they were, every, every answer was like, Bat Is it Batman? Can we? That's our favourite, is that cool? No, okay. Uh, but yes, I do like superhero films, but not as much as people at Comic Con. Badly. But yeah, like I said, we said it on the day off. I mean, really, uh, it's, it's a romantic comedy more than it's a superhero film, I think. Mm. Uh, although I'd love to be told differently. Uh, and it's a superhero film. Okay, thank you. Yeah, I mean, we're huge fans of the genre. Um, <laughs> keep saying <laughs> What was your question? <laughs> you answered it. Oh, um, and obviously, I mean, the rapport between you and your co-star uh, works really well, the kind of love-hate relationship. I'm surprised that you never slapped him at any point. Or did the script not uh, include that? I protected myself on paper. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't remember hating you any, any time that we improvised. No, it just didn't come out. I think she just thinks he's an idiot, so it's, like, it's not even worth it. Punching my button. So. so how much of it actually was improvised? Um, we uh, so we uh, we wrote uh, we performed Brett's script 
uh, admirably. And then uh, we would always improvise, um, do some takes where we fully improvise, and then we do some takes where we sort of improvise in and then improvise out of the scene. And sometimes we just throw some scenes together. So it was sort of organized chaos, I would say. But I think you guys enjoyed it, right? <laughs> it was scary. I think improvisation is always scary, but it was fun. Good. You enjoyed it, right? Right, Tate? Yeah, thank you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you think you enjoyed it already, <laughs> Apart from it being superheroes' day off, another important aspect of the script is just how much bureaucracy a British superhero would have to go through. Presumably, that was an important part of building yeah. the story. Yeah, loads. And, and um, uh, Brett. Brett wisely argued me down. At one point, we had like a 10 minute sequence in the MOD with all these people yeah. whose, whose job it was to, to sort the forms out, and he said that'd be boring. <laughs> he was right. Um, <laughs> but for, for the research for this film, I actually went and interviewed someone from the Foreign Office um, uh, who we'd sort of got contacts with through some of the documentaries we've made, and I said to her, I, I think if, if a superhero existed in the real world, he would be used as a political pawn. Mm. And, and she said, Yeah, definitely. And that's sort of scary. Like, it's a funny film, but there's kind of light, but real satire in there, I think, about what would happen. Mm. Um, I'm presuming the, the budget didn't stretch to taking Catherine to Afghanistan. Uh, no, no, <laughs> unfortunately not. Maybe next time, move to the sequel. Yeah, we, uh, we did a lot for a little, for sure. It looks really good. Um, does anyone in the audience have any questions for the director or the cast? Uh, stick your hand up. It's a local audience as well. Yes. How much did you do in and around Peckham itself? Uh, he asked how much we did in and around Peckham. Um, yeah, almost all of it. I mean, all the exterior, external things. I mean, there's people who can't think I'm uh, actually Stalich, but I mean, that counts, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, within a couple of miles of Peckham, yeah, pretty much all of it. I mean, the MOD isn't the car crash scene somewhere else, but anytime you see a street scene, it's pretty much Peckham. Keep that real. Is it easy to close down streets in this part of the world? No, to close down any streets. You don't have the budget to close down any streets. We sort of told someone at the council we were doing it and then turned up and then the people were friendly. Mostly. Yeah, there's a woman over there. Yeah. She loved removing. I sat behind her. Does have too much colour, you're right. <laughs> uh, Ian, I mean, I can't, yeah, again, Batman? Huge fan of all the Ian comedies, particularly Batman Returns. <laughs> no, we do, yeah, that's a very lovely reference, I really appreciate it. Thank you. We call the sequel The Batman in the White Suit. Yeah, I've got less of that. <laughs> Where uh, there was a sidekick, he was training up, and because he wanted to retire, 
and then the sidekick turned evil, and then uh, Mega Man came out. That's exactly that story. <laughs> we were fucking furious. <laughs> send her off again with a new zone. We argued about the cape a lot, and in the end we decided everything on him had to be practical. So the reason he's got a cape is because it's a fire blanket. So <laughs> if he's getting someone out of the fire, he can cover them with the cape. Clever, right? And, uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, the main, I don't want to go into it again, but the, the main issue with the costume is where you put your, your nuts. Particularly in the second outfit, the one I turned up in at the MOD, ooh. Yeah. I had a high voice by the end of that night. Well, I love the fact that the first costume had all these kind of pads on it, yeah. which would be completely bonkers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's all part of the you know, union, union staff. Yeah. <laughs> which will do double for the MOD. Uh, Knocked it down actually. It was, it was the old Tate and Lyle building, um, which is just on Tower Bridge, and I, I was there today, and it's not there anymore. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't our fault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anymore? Yeah, over there. What does it do for these kind of movies? Uh, I don't know. It's a good question. Um, what would be, it brings me on to, it, what would be really helpful, because you know, although it's an, a wonderful film that you will all tell all your friends about. It is a small film, and films like this do struggle, um, even though this one obviously shouldn't. So it would be lovely if you could champion this film and spread the word about it, because honestly, no one else will. So, uh, I mean, I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean, I just mean not, nobody has seen it yet. That's what I mean. Uh, it's only a select few people that have seen it. If, any, if everyone has seen it, they all would champion it, obviously. So please do. Tell everyone about it. You need someone else to do the PR. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Katie Breyer is in the house who edited this one. 
just comedy travels. You know, you don't need to know what a wham bar is. You know, it's, it's just fun, you know. And all, we, we've been to a lot of meetings uh, out there on a, on a kind of four-day whistle-stop uh, tour. And every meeting we've been to, all the executives were absolutely bang up for it and loved it and totally got the tone. It was very, very heartening. Apart from one meeting where we went into, and um, it was kind of like, it was, the, it was the absolute nutshell of an LA meeting that you think is going to happen in your nightmare. And um, the guy just sort of slouched in his chair like this. I was like, what are you here for? And we're like, oh, well, we've got this film at the Chinese theatre. He'd not bothered watching it. And we sent him on screen because everyone had seen it. He'd not seen it, but he said, but, oh, actually, I won't say her name. But my assistant has seen it. Now, his assistant isn't his assistant. She poured us water when we came in. So she's not really an executive assistant. And her um, criteria was, oh, I, I saw the screener, which wasn't the actual film. She just saw a couple of scenes. And she said, oh, my favorite bit is when um, he pulls the door off the car and goes to the woman who's dying. It's so dumb. And we kind of thought, ah. Oh, Oh, you're fucking shit. <laughs> and it just sort of like, oh my god, it made us just our hearts kind of sink. But it just means we can go and pitch films to Americans where you go, there is this film and it's about um, a man who's got a lift. <laughs> and they're all going into a shower. Being very open, it's a deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the American Cup has far more car doors than it's called that. Far more depth. It's just so much dumber. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Any more? Yep, in the red shirt. website, superbomb.co.uk, uh, there's a Twitter thing and there's a Facebook thing, so... What's the Twitter thing? Superbob the film? <laughs> Superbob the film? Superbob the film? Just Superbob the film, I think. Find it on Sci-Fi London. Oh yeah, go through Sci-Fi London. Yeah. For everything. <laughs> Superbob film, no with her. Who wrote that?
very proudly say that she, I don't know, she, she thinks that we're hiding a political message underneath the rom-com. Which, uh, actually, to be fair, there obviously is. I think any film that gets made has to have thought put into it. No matter how much you hate the film that you've seen, I guarantee you that there are people out there that have spent years putting thought into it. So uh, we put a lot of thought into our film, and, and the political message uh, is there, and you know it's uh, it is sort of important to us. But I mean, it's a, just a fun knockabout movie, really, with a bit of satire thrown thrown in. Is that fair? Is that unfair? No, I think uh, but the thing is, is it, 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 they like it in LA because they want to look like, yeah, yeah, we get it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we went into the middle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how it is elsewhere. <laughs> but actually, the next time that you're at a Comic Con, um, a lot of the best uh, American superhero comics over the last 30 years have been written by Brits. And it's Brits who have put a political message in American superhero comics. Yeah, it's your following that tradition. Yeah. And also, all our actors now play with superheroes, so. Ah. <laughs> Any more? Yeah, play here. Is it possible to see the short film somewhere? Ah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's on YouTube, I believe. What's this called? Super Bob Shorts? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's called Super Bob Go to our website now, on the Brain Media website. Grandmedia.co.uk for your production needs. There <laughs> <laughs> shorts on there. When we saw a great short before this film, you made Super Bowl as a short originally. Would you recommend it as a way of getting an idea out there as a cool time? Yeah, there's no excuse to not make a film anymore. Um, you've all got HD cameras in your pocket, so you can all go and make a movie if you want to. So you should. <laughs> But in terms of you doing it, I mean, what was the process oh. beyond making that short? You know, did you show it to very? Uh, yeah, I mean, it is, it is actually a sort of long, painful story to put people off making <laughs> But I guess the short version is it got it got put in front of um, a wonderful woman called Catherine Butler, who worked at Film Four at the time, who was the head of development, and she loved it and championed it. And then we we went and we, uh, we sort of wrote the script with Film Four. Um, they later dropped out projects, but that happens, you know. Um, it happens a lot. You've got, you've got, there's a lot of no's in, in filmmaking. A lot of no's. So many no's you wouldn't. That's not a cocaine, but you wouldn't believe it. No, no, it's a horrendous place to live. But but um, but it's we got it made. special story uh, from how did you come up with a, with a story for the idea? Uh, you want to tell them my, my pitch to you? Oh yeah, well John's original pitch uh, was just because you're the world's greatest heart, heart surgeon doesn't mean you're any good at parties. <laughs> uh, and then we sort of took that to the extreme of what would be a cool job being a superhero, but 
the thing is, if you think about it, just because you get powers, it doesn't suddenly mean you're like you, st you still got. Like, I mean, look at me now. You still got to <laughs> communicate with people. With. That, ain't, that ain't magic. <laughs> Does that answer your question? Yeah. Okay, because you were shooting in Peckham and kind of using local locations and things, were some of the extras locals as well? Don't worry. The guy, you know the guy. <laughs> the guy, uh, when I walk through Peckham and I say Super Pizza, and there's uh, a kid and I high five him, and he, he, that was street cut. We literally, he was walking home from school, and we thought he looked cool, and he was with his mum, and we said, Can we borrow him? Uh, and we didn't have any crew with us, we just looked like two videos. And I said, can we, can we borrow your son? Because we want to put him in his film. And she gave us like a real, like, if you fuck around, we will, I'll kill you. And, uh, but we, you, we said, oh, it'll only take, you know, ten minutes, he's got to stand here and look cool. I mean, we had it for about five hours. And I think he was like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, I've got to have my dinner. Uh, I don't know where he is now. Have we ever seen him again? <laughs> well, I hope he's still with <laughs> I mean, that's one of the great things about this, that it's so properly multicultural. You see an American superhero film and they're all white. You know, and I've lived in Peckham for a year and it's totally, you know, representative of the local community. I mean, have you had any feedback from locals, you know, like, to show the film to them? Um, uh, have I had any feedback? Um, no. Any locals in the house? Anyone from Peckham? Did you like it? Did you feel that it was multiculturally representative of your area? <laughs> I think it was. It's not stabby anymore. It's quite right. When we shot it a couple of years ago, it was a bit stabby. But right. What was it doing with the knife? Oh, On the first day of filming, we had, I was so scared and I didn't see the night before and we had to stop because there was a man with a knife. It's true. On a, was it a roof? I don't know if he was escaping someone or gonna kill someone. But yeah, we had to stop. I had a nice one. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're right, he says it's not that stabby. And I, I love Peckham and I told everyone, everyone was a bit nervous. Some of the crew were a bit nervous. Like Ludo was a sound guy, he was shitting himself. He was all funny. And they all came and I was like, listen, Peckham is lovely, it's a, it's a place about community, it's beautiful, and she's not lying, the police shut our street down because there was a man with a knife running around, and it really pissed me off. <laughs> Although, I mean, I used to keep the other castle and the flip knife fell off the balcony at my feet when I got on the bus on it, so it fell off. <laughs> <laughs> But you do have the subtle hints of, you know, the history of violence in Peckham. You show the peace wall um, mm. by the library. Yep. So at least, you know, you're not shying away from it. Completely. Yeah, yeah. I wrote on that peace wall when it, when it was happening. I mean, yeah, I think there's a lot in there for local people in, in Peckham, but most of the cinema going public aren't from Peckham, so do, do tell everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Any more questions? Yeah. Uh, the last scene is in, supposed to be in Colombia. Uh, did you have like any? Did you get like the idea from a from a, spe a specific uh, place or? Yeah, uh, Nat will tell you a secret about where we shot that. In a playground. Peckham. <laughs> it was really nice. It was sunny that day. That was good, wasn't it? It actually felt like Colombia. <laughs> Thank you.
Yeah, there is no flummy in the film, we just we shot it in the back end. Sorry. Cool, well, on that bombshell, um, <laughs> it's a brilliant film, and I really hope that it, it finds an audience. You know, it's funny, it's British, it's a superhero film, so how could it possibly fail? But <laughs> in time, uh, thank you guys very much for bringing Sci Fi London and letting us have it as a closing night film. Super Bob is available to buy on DVD now, and you can find more information about the film by going to tinyurl.com/superbobmovie. The next Sci-Fi London Film Festival takes place between the 27th of April and the 6th of May, and the festival is accepting short films now for inclusion in its lineup. Please go to sci-fi-london.com to find out how to represent your film at the festival. In the meantime, Sci-Fi London is programming the Cinema Strand at the Sci-Fi Weekender at a holiday camp in Wales between the 17th and 20th of March, and you can find more information about that by going to sci-fiweekender.com. Reality Check, the Sci-Fi London podcast, was edited, recorded, and introduced by Alex Fitch, is a Panel Borders production, and you can find all previous episodes at sci-fi-london.com stroke podcast. And there'll be a new episode online soon. Thanks for listening.